All right, you earth realm defenders. It's time to dust off your starter jackets, rip off those tearaways, and blow into your game cartridges. I'm Sam Blanford. I'm Marty T. And I'm Sean Kelly. And we wish it was the 90s. Welcome back to another episode of We Wish It Was The 90s, where we dive into all sorts of random 90s stuff that some people care about and our wives don't really. Um, today's a very special episode. We've been threatening with doing this episode for a really long time, and it's finally here. Our deep dive, and by deep dive I mean very shallow waters of Mortal Kombat, the movie, 1995. Um before we get stuck into the movie, I thought I'd fill Marty, Sam, and any listeners that didn't know in on some interesting details. Um, so Mortal Kombat was an arcade game that came out, I think Mortal Kombat 1 might have been about 91-ish. 92. Um, and then before this movie came out, you had Mortal Kombat uh, 2, and I think maybe Mortal Kombat 3 or Mortal Kombat 3 in the movie sort of came out around the same time. What made Mortal Kombat quite different from a lot of other fighting games? Uh, two things, really. Um, famously, the fatalities. Mm. Um, after you defeat someone, you can perform a special move that would uh, do a gruesome death. Um, and probably the other thing that's really interesting about the game is... They use real actors and sort of took photo images of them in various poses and then combined them to make the moves. Um, and there's fantastic videos on YouTube you can watch of them filming the actors doing doing this stuff. Um, and probably most famously, um, Mortal Kombat is the reason that games have a rating. Um Prior to Mortal Kombat ah. games didn't have a rating, and because of the blood and gruesomeness, uh, they um, they they had to start giving games a rating. And Mortal Kombat got blamed for all sorts of violence. But as we now know in the twenty first century, uh, violence can be pretty much single handedly blamed on the news or the internet um, <laughs> or genetics. Um, and uh, and so. Yeah, it was Midway was the company that made Mortal Kombat, and because of its popularity, it got um, turned into console games as well. I think my first exposure—I oh, will save that for the memories. Um, but yeah, like wildly popular and just quite different from most other fighting games. Um, shout out to it was the '90s number one fan now. Toy, who was very excited for the Mortal Kombat episode. Um, he also requested a Tekken one, but as Marty will, uh, Marty will confirm, Bob doesn't play Tekken. <laughs> well, is it too button mashy? Yeah, is the fucking skill yeah, in that? Um, and uh, just before we go any further, um, don't be afraid to give us a follow on Insta or Twitter or join our. Um, flailing facebook group um and if you'd like to uh give us a a like or a review uh on any of our f platforms we'd greatly appreciate it closing in on 2000 downloads which isn't bad for a why nearly a year's work here you know not quite um joe rogan levels but we're getting there mm. um so before we talk about the movie we're just gonna discuss a little bit uh, Mortal Kombat 90s memories. I'd say that we could open this up to both the movie and the game. Um, might start with you, Sam, because you hadn't seen the movie. No. I Well, just my Mortal Kombat, Kombat knowledge is pretty thin, to be honest. My memories of Mortal Kombat is of the game. Uh, there was a family that lived a few houses down from my parents the Kuwaitis, and they had Mortal Kombat, and that's my memory of it, basically, is um, a number of people playing uh, Mortal Kombat in one room. Would it have been on Sega? It was on yep. Sega. Um, or Sega. And Sega, yeah. And they, and I remember seeing, like, the, 
I, I think it was kind of like forbidden. I probably shouldn't have uh, been been watching it at the age I was because there was all sorts of hearts being ripped out of uh, bodies uh, and all sorts. So I remembered a lot of the characters. Uh, some I didn't remember. So the ones that, you know, you, you remember your, your Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, uh, Sub-Zero was, was definitely a, a one I remembered, and Scorpion. I didn't remember anyone else pretty much. Didn't know who Sonya Blade was. Um, and I've never seen the movie. Didn't even know there was a remake in 2021. Um, but I enjoyed the experience. Yeah. yeah, well, that's good. That is good. Marty, I'll throw to you. Um, well, I obviously played the game uh, through the 90s and also watched the movie back then. So um, to kick off on the game side of things, to steal one of the opening taglines um, to this very podcast, I, one of my first memories of Mortal Kombat was literally blowing into the game cartridge of a uh, Sega Master System game cartridge that my uh, cousin had. Um, got very familiar with the game as he was uh, two and a half years older of watching uh, a lot um, of the game, um, as it seems to be when you're the younger one. Um, yeah, distinctly remember the the main character set. Um, but I guess one of the big differences... Uh, again, for me, was as a true button basher, uh, was the difference of having to use a directional pad, and then I think it was one and two were the buttons on a, a master system. Um, trying to do the old moves, but yeah, very much um, a heart back to the old, very original arcade style uh, of fighting, um, of fighting games rather. Uh, for the movie, I think the main memory was. I first watched it, I think it might have, might have been on telly, um, but then eventually getting a VHS um, <laughs> and distinctly remember the black and white static coming across the screen at various different uh, parts of um, parts of the movie. Um, but as a young kid, I think would have been, what, seven or eight, nine or so when the movie came out, um, very much bought into the bought into the hype. Loved the game. Loved playing the game, um, and was probably blinded by the uh, the quality of the movie, um, or blinded by the game when considering the quality of the movie. Because uh, I thought it was a hell of a lot better when I uh, watched it compared to when I went back and watched it a second time or so, um, sort of in the mid two thousands. But um, yeah, we'll get into a little bit more of that later on. I seem to have a memory of you and me watching it um, around 2011 during that uh, internal, that South Africa Inorte series. We were yeah. staying up at Silverstream and we watched it on a laptop, um, probably a torrented version. <laughs> the Pirate Bay version. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, I think that I, I've, I thought it might have been you who I watched it with um, for the second time around, but... Um, yeah, as a kid, you know, I was right into it. Mm. Um, so, so my memories are. Um, so, my parents' work next to where my parents worked was a, like a little mini arcade, and um, just there were two two games, arcade games that generated massive crowds: uh, Street Fighter Two and Mortal Kombat Two. Mm. Um, and so I would get in at times when no one was there because obviously my parents worked, you know, nine to five sort of hours. And, you know, you wouldn't have a big crowd of bros playing at 9 a.m. So I'd go in and literally spend all my money because I was no good trying to um, trying to get through. And... um like I absolutely reveled and like picked up on all the little bits and pieces, you know, and I was quite young, but, you know, watching other people play and, you know, you'd get into the forbidden forest and um, you'd see reptile pop out from behind a tree and, you know, all these sorts of little, little cool things that went with the game. So there was that part. And then when it came on console, I was straight in. So I'd go and get it out. I never owned it. But I'd get it out from United Video in uh, Lower Hutt and 
you know, I, I distinctly remember clocking Mortal Kombat 1 with Scorpion, basically um, spearing my way to the top, and then getting to Goro, who was the second to last boss, and the spear wouldn't work on him, he was, he was too much of a unit, and so basically uh, jumping in straight into a crouch, throwing an uppercut, and then jumping out. Uh, and grinding through Goro, and then fortunately for me, uh, Shang Tsung was vulnerable to the spear, so he wasn't too much of an issue. So Scorpion was your go-to? Still is, eh, Marty? Still, yeah. <laughs> Could have picked that one a while ago. What about you, Marty? I varied, but I think my go-to was mainly uh, Raiden, um, using the lightning, trying to figure that out, and just... Uh, the voice effects when he used the lightning of the Marty loves it. Love it. Yeah. Do you have a go to, Sammy? Nah, I think I like Sub Zero. Um, he he always felt to me to be the most popular, but I think nowadays it's probably Scorpion. Um, but just to get back to the memory, so the movie was coming out, and I was all in. I went and saw it at Hoyts. Um. A PG thirteen rating, which you might have noticed when watching the movie, you don't actually see any human characters die. You see their souls get sucked out, but you don't see them die. Like X Men, uh, just like kind of like when X Men characters get destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was I was all in, and probably my greatest memory was um, probably must have been at least a year after release, but maybe. Maybe even later, because Mortal Kombat Annihilation might have been part of this, but birthday party sleepovers, where we would all sleep in the lounge, watch Mortal Kombat 95 on VHS, and then play around the world Mortal Kombat until people started falling asleep. Um, and I guess, I guess a little bit of background for for Sammy. Marty knows this, but. I think I've played nearly every Mortal Kombat game. Um, Are there lots? So there's 11 in the main combat series, like the the one-on-one fighting series. Wow. And then there's, I think, two, three spin-offs, which I haven't played. I've only played one of the spin-offs. Um, there's a there's a two player side scrolling spin off called Shaolin Monks where you are Liu Kang and Kung Lao. There's a Sub Zero um, spin off that I haven't played, but I've I've seen bits. Doesn't look great. And then there's a Special Forces spin off revolving around Jax, which looks absolutely awful. <laughs> um, yeah, I. I think so. I played one, two, three, and then I dropped off a bit as I, you know, grew up out of those types of things. Didn't play four, but then I got back in when it was on PlayStation 3. There was Mortal Kombat Deception, there was Mortal Kombat Armageddon, and there was Mortal Kombat um, 9, which was like a reboot sort of time travel gaff. And then Mortal Kombat 10 and Mortal Kombat 11. Wow. Which I've played. I've played those most recent three with Marty a few times, but it's a bit frustrated because he's a butter masher. <laughs> Bob's Shut a scumbag. Up. Bob's a scumbag. All combat <laughs> scumbag. Um, but yeah, uh, so th- th- keen to hear people's thoughts on. I'm um, and keen to hear yours first, Sam. As a first, no, maybe we'll go to you last, actually. Because uh, you're a first-time viewer, Marty, doing your rewatch this afternoon. Um, <laughs> w- what's your thoughts on returning to Mortal Kombat '95? Yeah, it was. Um, there were a lot of like real key uh, time stamps that they had in there. I think um, the set design um, was one. I was thinking to myself, you know, it'd be good if we had a workshop could get involved, and um, with the new movie that they did bring out, I thought they did a lot better in that respect. Um, uh, yeah, so that's probably the special effects was the big, big difference. Um, for me, Goro, uh, 
needed a little bit of um, <laughs> very lethargic Goro. Uh, his face, yeah. Did you, not, did you not revel in his sort of like open fist wax? Yeah, yeah. Well, because I mean, when you play him in the game, he's like for for the untrained person or the first few times you try and play with him. Um, he's blooming hard, and he's but you try and fight against him in the arcade style, and he's so hard to beat as um, as Bob alluded to. Unless you do the old scumbag um, jump and down punch followed by an uppercut, because um, you can't even like sit still and wait for him to come close for an uppercut, because he'll just jump out of the screen and land on you. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, Held up um, and down. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was all special effects was probably the the weird thing, like the way that Kano's mask fits on his face. Um, yeah. And then the other one was in the, I think it was the end fight scene when uh, Sonya Blade was tied up in, um, in chains or whatever, um, and she'd gone from wearing her cop gears um, or, you know, special forces kit into, like, a short skirt uh, with her hair all, like, permed out, like she was right out, of, like, right out of Saved by the Bell or something like that, you know, that kind of hairstyle going on? What she, do they used to call that, like, crimping your hair or whatever? Yeah, she goes from, like, quite a badass character to the damsel in distress way too quickly oh, for me. Yeah, real immediately. But you know, the style of hair, eh, was... Um, yeah, crack up as to that. What that's what you know ticked the boxes in those days for a lot of people. T- clearly ticked Shang Tsung's box. <laughs> maybe he had some of his. Maybe he's got hairdressers in Outworld, <laughs> like a makeup team or something like that. And he seems like the kind of guy who'd like to put on a bit of uh, presentation or throw a good mm. party. Absolutely. Um, what about your thoughts, Bob? Yeah. Well. Um... I've seen this movie so many times and I think I might have talked about this on previous pods, but when you revisit um, things from your childhood that you're really fond of, you you view them through a like a lens of nostalgia that's hard to look past. I remember watching um, some things you can, you can maybe be a little bit more agnostic about, like I watched Top Gun, in 2015 in London and me and Sheepdog talked it up to the rest of the flat like this is Tom Cruise's peak performance and halfway through we looked at each other and like this is boring (laughs) Um, that's because it's Tom Cruise he sucks (laughs) um, but um, like yeah the the graphics are quite jarring but when in my case when I know that Reptile looks like something from the Spawn movie and um you know, like I, I just I can I can see right past it. It doesn't bother me. Um, so I've got yeah, I, I had a great time. I really really enjoy. Like I, for, for probably the biggest difference this time was, I guess, trying to look at it through a critical lens and reveling even more in how nineties action movie it is. You know, like. <laughs> That's the opening scene with Sonia where they go into the club to find Kano and it's like 90s death metal and, you know, like just whatever that crowd is. It's, you know, it's the 90s thing you'll ever see. And uh, her shooting the gun and smashing the glass just didn't interrupt the rave, apparently. Hell of a rave. Um. Uh, so and like the soundtrack is, you, know, you kind of expect it to maybe be more of an Asian flavor, but it's more uh, '90s trance and house than anything else. Um, but yeah, it all just it all just works really well. For, and the other thing that's super '90s about it, but I just love is it's almost not dialogue; it's just a series of one-liners. Hmm. No, it's like, yeah, it's like, I don't know if you guys have watched The Rock recently with uh, Nick Cage and Sean Connery, but it's just like, it's like that. It's just like one one-liner after another. And you're just like, I'm, I'm, I'm here for this. 
Yes, yeah, so I had a great time. Even watching the last fight on 1.5 speed. <laughs> the one thing that I did notice, and I wonder if I am uh, impacted by... I've done some research. The fight choreography is not great. Oh, here we go. Let me get into it. Right, you're up, Sam. I had a great time. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Um, I've got a few notes on characters, but I might save that for the character draft. Um, looking forward for Marty to lose that for his first one. Um, but Case in point, Marty um, messaged me and said, yeah, but what's the draft? I said, oh, it's a snake draft. <laughs> then when I rung him this afternoon, he said, yeah, I'm just a little bit confused about the draft. <laughs> Um, Sorry, it took me five pods to work out a snake draft. We'll so, see how we go on first time. The, uh, just um, segueing from what you said, Bob, I think they missed a trick with their um, casting of a couple of characters. Like, I don't think... Like, Johnny Cage was great, but... I think someone who is just who is a good martial artist and uh, not a very good actor would have done just as good. Same with Son- same with Sonia. Um, like they were just so bad in the fight scenes that it's like comically really great because they're awful. Um, but like Liu Kang is like pretty good. Uh, and jump in on those three just for a second. Mm. So um, Veronica Vaughn. Um, is that who's Bridget Veronica Vaughn? Oh, Sampras. Yes, um, Pete Sampras's wife. Yes, she um, she's a very late addition to the cast um, because Cameron Diaz got injured. Really? I was say, she would be a good recast. <laughs> yeah, she got injured, um, and so uh, Bridget Wilson, Sampras, Veronica Vaughn came in late, and also um, assisted on doing all her own stunts despite not having done a lot of the training required. He's awful. I think you'll also notice that she only has like three fight scenes. And they're all horrific. Yeah. Um, uh, Lin- Lyndon Ashby. Um, yeah, I didn't even... His, you're right, his fighting's not great. He's Johnny Cage. He's I awful. Just regardless, revel in him. Uh, yeah. Robin Shue was... Uh, what is, but before this was... Uh, like a well-regarded Hong Kong stuntman, and yeah, his his fight choreography is pretty good. Yeah, especially that last fight is fantastic with Kerry um, Hiroyuki Tagawa. Yeah, the the unintentional comedy is kind of uh, and comedy is off the charts. Um, the CGI, uh, which Marty alluded to, lends to. Some like I was laughing out loud a few times at some of the CGI. I don't know whether it would have been groundbreaking at the time, but shit, it was good. Especially the uh, uh, was it Scorpion who had the uh, thing that came out of its hand? Yeah, <laughs> the was, most that... baffling thing in the movie because <laughs> Scorpion doesn't even have a thing that comes out of his hand. He just throws a spear. But they've made um, that for the movie for some reason. It was awful, and and Martin um, talked about Kano or Kano or whatever his name is. Um, that just looked weird, like his skin was like folded over the eyes parts. Um, I, I I was a bit. Um, I really enjoyed from a like I have no idea about the movies, but the fact that they um, worked in the fatality and finish him into the movie, um, just from a from an arcade perspective. Um, I, I had a great time. Uh, there were some characters I, I... So forgive me if I'm wrong, but all the main characters, the ones that are pretty much the only speaking roles, were playable characters in the game. Yeah. So it's kind of based on Mortal Kombat 1, which I think the only missing character... I might look it up to make sure I'm not wrong. Katana? So Katana's Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah, I didn't think she could. She was playable. Um, uh, but Kano, but... Goro, Scorpion, Sub Zero, Raiden, Johnny Cage, 
yeah. Sonya Blade, Liu Kang, and Shang Tsung. Yeah, so you can, Goro's your second, your first boss, and then Shang Tsung's your main boss. Were um, they yeah. playable in all of the games, those two? I don't think Shang Tsung wasn't playable until Mortal Kombat 3. And Goro's not even in it. Doesn't mm. come back till Mortal Kombat 4. Nutty. Um, um, I'll talk about Johnny Cage when we get to the character draft. Um, is that what we're up, up to next? Nearly there. I had a few other... Just I just had some notes of saying what I thought was bad and what I thought was good. So I'll start with bad. A complete misuse of the ninjas like scorpion and sub-zero are the pinnacle of the game and 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 Liu kang but i like how Liu kang is the main character but they're just in it to be in it you know in the in the actual game storyline scorpion enters the tournament because he wants to kill sub-zero hmm um and there's a whole like mess. Like alludes to it briefly, Ace. is like something the mortal enemies usually, but under my power. Um, yeah, whatever he goes on to say from yeah. there. Yeah. And who's the lizard? What's the lizard's name? Reptile. Is Reptile playable? In... So Reptile is a secret character you can only fight against um, by... It's something weird um, like you... Um, there's the level the hidden forest and he's like hiding behind the trees and it's like if you might even be Mortal Kombat 2 but if you defeat someone flawless victory on that stage then he'll appear and you have to fight him as well mm. um, I th- I th- yeah then he becomes a main character as the game goes on. What else is Doesn't, there, Bob? Um, I didn't enjoy... I didn't think about it when I was a kid, but I really hated how creepy Shang Tsung was towards Sonya. Very um, woke of you. Mm, um, the, the, the whole reptile thing was weird. Um, I thought yeah. Sub-Zero's death was a bit shit. What um, was with, like, I thought they would, like, the fights seemed to just be, like, really spontaneous. Like, I thought the set, the, the idea of it that would be, like, okay, you're in this arena and you're going to fight this. Whereas, like, the Sub-Zero one looked like it just happened. And same with the Scorpion-Johnny battle just, like, seemed like it just appeared and happened. I thought they, yeah. they, would, they would have more of those guys cheering the baddies on. The guys that look at each other every second scene and go, yes. Goro! <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, there are different battle arenas, but yeah, it seemed a bit odd. And it feels like, like oh, I don't, you know, obviously it's off screen, but Johnny Cage, your next fight is going to be against Scorpion in the forest. And mm. It's like, why aren't his mates watching? Then when Scorpion teleports him to um, the um, spiderweb scaffolding arena, how did he get out of there? So, must say, absolutely love when he beats Scorpion and he throws down that little signed to my greatest fan, Johnny Cage. Um, the use of the term flawless victory in the movie is completely misplaced because a flawless victory means no one lands a punch. Uh, Sorry, the, so that's yeah, and that gets used quite quite a few times, and obviously we've touched on the CGI, but CGI in particular of the Emperor's castle or whatever that is is like, my God, what is that? Um, things that things that I thought were really good, Shang Tsung's island in general was mint. Um, I, I absolutely love Kano. Um, I th- I reckon Goro is amazing, like a completely animatronic puppet man thing. It looks, I'm glad they went with that and not CGI. Cost over a million dollars 
to make. I hope someone's still got it. Um, Christopher Lambert, or Lambert, as I like to call him, his performance is Raiden. That's exceptional. Um, Liu Kang's mullet. Amazing. Uh, so good. And, and Liu Kang gives Reptile the bicycle kick. And when Liu Kang gives Shang Tsung the fireball. We've got highlights. I still remember the first time managing to be able to actually pull those moves off in the game, um, which was, I think it might have even been after um, I actually saw the movie. Uh, and yeah, as soon as being able to pull off the, the bicycle kick, it was wild. Mm. The bicycle kick is like maybe one of the most famous fighting game moves out there, I reckon. It's got to be up there. Yeah, you know what we're talking about, Sammy? Uh, yeah, it was real bizarre to watch. Is he flying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. Right. Um. Shall we draft? Oh, uh, just before I had a couple extra points, like as far as plot holes uh, were concerned, and um. You boys love uh, being sportsmen yourselves, love, love picking squads and talking about, you know, like selection processes and picking teams and whatnot. And this might have a little bit to do with the draft, but looking at the likes of who was going to represent Earthrealm, Liu Kang makes sense, right? He was um, the from the, was it the Temple of Light where all mm. the monks are based? And, um, you know, he was the head honcho, went away and did his OE in America, although apparently he watched too much television. I did love um, that. But, but, you know... Too much his, television. <laughs> yeah. His, um, his selection makes sense. But then you've got Sonya Blade, who is a military uh, cop, um, of fairly slight build and apparently quite hard-headed. Um, and then you've got Johnny Cage, who is a an actor, um, and you know martial arts movies, who's got a complex around his ability uh, to actually perform those moves in real life and not be, you know, not against the stunt crew. Um, who's again of slight build? If you're defending Earthrealm. Uh, from, you know, final defeat, defeat in Mortal Kombat. What's Raiden up to when he's picking his squad? Uh, look, look like they, have, they have the same level of scrutiny on New, um, New Zealand Talkback Radio as what the All Black squads might have. Um, I think there would have been a, a hell of a lot of holes to be picked. Oh, bloody Raiden. Let's get to him in the character. Well, he might not get up. I hope I'm not going to be drafting him. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Um, and my one other plot hole is just more of a side note. I loved the boat. The boat was mint. Um, but as the boat was pulling into the harbour, how did it manage to get past customs with the state of its, uh, you know, sails? Um, can just imagine <clears throat> what's that show in Australia called uh, as a border patrol where um, they've got the customs people and they'll follow around, you know. can just imagine the episode where um, Lily and her handler, Simon, are off to inspect a boat that's just pulled into the harbour on its way to uh, from Hong Kong. <laughs> Lily has come across a whole uh, arsenal of weapons underneath the, um, underneath the first floor, and Simon's having a question, uh, her, um, <laughs> I'm the captain of the ship. Typical. Why Although, did no one, no one question that cruiser that came into Wellington on the weekend? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. C maybe customs was different back then. Obviously, it was pre twenty eleven, nine eleven. Sorry. Um, was it Hong? Was it? It was Hong Kong, eh? Was it? The, was it leaving from Hong Kong? Is that what it was? I think it was because yeah. Johnny, um, Johnny's former master, he that was actually Shang Tsung. Um, gave him a said be on Pier 30 Hong Kong blah 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 this time I want to come back to what you said about Johnny I think it's implied with that conversation with the master who's not actually who's actually Shang Tsung that 
He is also a martial artist. Um, he has a, but, but yeah, agreed. Um, you know, um, or even if you were picking a action martial arts star, you might go like, "Well, it's the nineties. Let's go." I don't know. Uh, Arnie. Arnie, yeah, like, do you maybe go sports and like get Mike Tyson? Mm. That's peak Mike Tyson at that time, isn't it? Really, mm. mid nineties. I thought you were oh, about yeah. to say Van Dam, and an interesting fact: uh, Van Dam turned down the role of Johnny Cage to be in the Street Fighter movie. Wow! And then picked up Guile in yeah. Street Fighter. And um, he also um, apparently kicked up a bit of a fuss because Johnny Cage is actually based on Van Dam. Mm. Um, yeah. I, it's another thing that's waved away in dialogue when Raiden says on Artie's favourite boat, I've looked into their souls and they can't win. So there's obviously something about these three. I guess. Yeah. Well, even when um, when Liu Kang went back to the Temple of Light, uh, I think was it Raiden was uh, talking to the old man, and he uh, when Liu Kang storms off and said, uh, "I think the old guy says, I hope he's ready," uh, and Raiden says something like, "But there is no one else." Mm. Uh, was Raiden just winging it? Yeah, the, the other thing, the other thing that Raiden says is. Um, Something like, and there's no time. It's like, aren't these tournaments every 50 years or 100 years? Like, <laughs> you need to do Raiden's voice. It's really hard. He puts on that weird, gravelly... There's you know, no time. <laughs> I do love it when Raiden goes, ha, ha, ha. Should we do this draft? Yeah. yeah. Um, are we going to pull names out of a hat or? Yeah, yeah, I've got bits of paper here. So for the listeners who are listening to this for the first time, because they're Mortal Kombat fanatics, we like to do a snake draft. Um, and just to refresh Marty's memory, whoever goes first gets first pick and last pick, second pick and second to last pick, third pick and fourth pick. So I want to make something. Yes, Sam. I've got. Mm-hmm. About nine characters, maybe ten characters. I think we just do two rounds, so six characters get picked. Mm-hmm. Um, because some of the characters that I've got written down didn't say anything the entire movie. Mm. Uh, so so if, you have, if you have the first pick, mm. you get the sixth pick. Second pick gets uh, fifth, and third goes back to back and gets third and fourth pick. D- does that make sense, Marty? Sure does. just want to make something else clear before we start the pick. Hmm. Got a pick based on the movie. Definitely. Um, you know, I know who I'd pick if I was about to beat you guys on PlayStation. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right, the first name. Uh, just draw it out of a hat here. Is Sean Bob. Yes. First pick. First and last. First and last. Second pick. Myself. So Marty, you have third and fourth pick, which I was kind of hoping. I was kind of hoping for third and fourth pick, but um, Sean, take it away. Right. I'm just gonna bring up a little character list so I don't. Yeah, I've thought. No, I've thought about this enough. I know who my first pick is. He's the first Earthrealm defender to work out what this tournament's all about. Comes across as egotistical, maybe a little bit uh, self-indulgent. Um, but uh, what people always forget, he's also good-looking. I'm picking Johnny Cage. <laughs> I just think, yeah, I enjoy his banter. He's got the best one-liners. He's, I think, he, the good guys. I think he puts on the best performance as an actor of the good guys. Big call. Um, I think I, I really, yeah. 
do I do really like that part where he he decides he's worked out a way that he thinks he can beat Goro, so he challenges him because he doesn't want to see anyone else die. But it's not just because he's like stupidly thinks he can win. He's actually got a plan. Um, and of the three, the only three people who have enough whatever in their soul to win this thing, he works it out first. I got a lot of respect for that. They really tried hard to make him like he's the comic relief, basically the Chandler Bing, if you will. Uh, he's just a walking one-liner. Every single thing is a is is one line. Ninety uh, percent of my favorite quotes are by him. Yeah, he, um, you know, like when Sonia says, "I smell something bullshit," and it cuts to him like, and he's doing like this mimicking face. I love uh, it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I didn't like him at the start, but I came to like him as it went on. He also um, he chucks in his um, signature nut punch as well in the movie as well, which is was good. I love the I love the ball breaker. Yeah, the best thing yeah, his his aviators are mint. Those are five hundred dollar sunglasses, asshole. Damn it! I used one of my quotes. All right. <laughs> uh, second pick. Uh, I'm going to go with the person who's first on my list, and it is. Quite clearly, the number one pick you should have taken is Liu Kang. Uh, I think, obviously, I mentioned it earlier, he's clearly the best martial artist. Um, oh, his mullet is legendary. The final fight scene is awesome. Um, like Really, really impressive. And I, think, I just think I quite like his little story. We get a little bit more backstory of his than we do of um, of uh, Johnny and Sonia. It's a little bit more fleshed out, um, and he's got a little bit of humour to him too. Like especially when they're getting on the boat, uh, and he takes Johnny's suitcase and drops it in the water. He's uh, got some good Johnny mug offs throughout. Yeah, I think those two are quite a good duo, um, and that says a little bit about Johnny too. Um, so yeah, that's my um, my number one pick, Liu Kang. And he caught the eye of Princess Katana. Yes, this is true. Lucky man. She's a um, thousand years old. Take it. Um, my first pick. Uh, this one was pretty easy. He was probably going to be my number one. Um, I tossed up between him and Cage. Uh, but this guy is great comic relief. Uh, I love the villain. Um, I love the fact that you know he, he added a little bit of diversity with the supposed Australian accent uh, that was in the movie. Um, had Sonia Blade chasing after him the whole movie, uh, and still was taunting her right to the very end. I would have loved to have seen though in the movie. His signature move from the game, which is the laser that comes out of his eye, uh, unfortunately um, wasn't to be. Uh, but my my first pick is Kano. Bastard. That's a great pick. I, was, I thought he was going to drop to me. So it's funny you mention he's supposed to have an Australian accent because this is like an ongoing thing with, uh, what's the guy's name from X-Men, Bob? Pyro. 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 It's definitely a British accent. Actor is British. Yeah. Is, is Kano supposed to? What, what's Kano's nationality supposed to be, Bob? This is good stuff. So, um, <laughs> before the movie, he's American. <laughs> oh, really? Post movie, he's Australian. Madness. People responded so well to Kano in the movie. They're like, fuck it. All right, he's Australian. It's just clearly a British accent. Some of his, like, I don't know if you know this, Sam, but in the later games, as, as well as fatalities, they have other things like um, brutalities, babalities, where someone gets turned into a baby, and friendships. And a lot of animal Kano, how well. you turn into an animal. Um, and uh, Kano's most common friendship is um, 
cooking some shrimp on the barbie. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fucking move on. I would have picked, I was hoping Kano dropped um, to me. What do you got next, um, Mardo? Number four. Oh, yeah. Back to back. Um, the next one was a wee bit harder, um, but I've decided to go uh, with another villain. Um, he has my favourite quote of the movie of all, which is right near the very start. Um, Fuck you, Marty. Sorry, I uh, had to do it. Uh, your brother's soul is mine. Mm. <laughs> Definitely, Shang Tsung has a mean island. That boat that he's rocking, uh, yeah, great character. Great character throughout. Gotta say, like, a lot of movies struggle with good villains. But Shang Tsung is incredible. So good. He was a toss-up for me at two. Um, You're Uh, up, Sammy. I was really hoping that uh, either of those two would have dropped to me at five. Um, Well, Sonya's not getting picked. Let me tell you that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I hate Raiden, so I've got to go with... My next one's Master Boyd is the other one, so let's. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Goro uh, as my next pick. Um, probably not. He's probably the third best villain on the uh, on the show. Um, but the as you mentioned before, the animatronic suit. He looks like ET. Just his face looks like ET. Yeah. I don't know whether it was the colour of the um, the suit, but the fact that uh, it required over a dozen puppeteers to operate Goro um, lends me to picking him. The fight, his fight with uh, uh, with jo- I don't know if it's with Johnny Cage. No, the one that he fights before and he like beats the guy to death, the boxer or whatever it, he is. That is just fantastically awful. <laughs> it's like it, I was watching it in 1.25 speed and it was so slow all his punches like it, it wasn't even slow motion um, yeah so Goro is my um, my fifth pick so quite like the um, yarn between Kano and Goro mm, yeah they don't yep. really like each other eh because uh, well, Goro is a Shokan prince you know, like he's he's a big deal, um, and in the law, uh, he he defeats the great Kung Lao, who is Kang's descendant. Um, starts the run for Outworld, so he's undefeated in nine Mortal Combats. Yeah. Um. Shit. Who are you taking, Bob? I know who you're going to take. I'm definitely going to take Christopher Lambert, Lord Raiden. Yeah. I, I, I definitely feel everyone's vibe of what's Raiden up to, but his devil-may-care attitude to this whole thing, and I almost feel like the way he's talking to them is deliberate because he knows how, he, how he's going to get the best out of them. And like you know, when he gives the speech to Lou, uh, no, to Johnny, and then Sonia about what they can't overcome, and then just walks off, knowing that Lou will come over. And like, Why didn't you give me any advice? You know, everything he's doing is deliberate. He's a fuckwit. Would he also have been like the head honcho ripping Earthrealm for the first nine bites at the chair? I believe so. He's done to keep that gig. They could have given it to his brother, Fujin. Raiden out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he'd struggle in the English Premier League, wouldn't he? The the bit at the end, I pissed myself, where it's him, Johnny, and Lou, and they've just taken Sonya away. And he's like, there is one final rule he forgot to mention. And then Lou's like, she has to accept the challenge. And then he's like, I have nothing left to teach you, Liu Kang. It's like, oh, 
<laughs> this guy is a fucking loser. <laughs> he, he should, it seems like he should be of Asian descent. He is. Yeah. What? Although, early games, he's not even played by an Asian. Um, mm. But certainly, even in the modern games, he's not Asian, actually. In the modern movie, he is. Um, he's, he's always just come across as some sort of wise old white guy. You know? Like a, like a great American president. Um, from memory, I think Raiden is actually uh, the god of lightning in Japanese mythology mm. as a whole. Yeah, like throughout the whole culture. Um, so, yeah, I think it's safe to say he probably should have been Japanese. Mm. Yeah, a few, few plot holes. Slash. Whitewashing's uh, all good in the 90s, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't um, got um, many best bits left to talk about. I've got some facts. Hmm. So Johnny Cage, the role of Johnny Cage was offered to Brandon Lee before he passed away. I think I remember that one, yeah. Um, I think we mentioned Cameron D was going to be in it. Um, you mentioned the $1 million Goro um, thing. Uh, yeah. Robin Shu, who plays Liu Kang, broke his ribs in one of the fight scenes and just carried on filming. He's your number one pick, ladies and gentlemen. Um, what else is interesting? Oh, yes, this is real interesting. Um, the director of Johnny's movie, it's a f- f- sorry, take it back a step. The opening scene of Johnny fighting those guys, I'm all in on that before I realise it's a movie scene. This, this is, is where you part, fall down. Yeah. Um, but after that, the director who's trying to get things going and clearly looks like Spielberg was supposed to be Spielberg but couldn't do it because of um, scheduling conflicts. Oh. Spielberg, big fan of the game, apparently. Um, I did like the quote he said, you know, I'll be back directing traffic, Johnny. Please, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> um, Christopher Lambert did all of the French dubs for the film. Um, who's, who's that? Is that Raiden? Christopher Lambert. Um, and Raiden was supposed to be, not supposed to be, but Sean Connery turned down the role of Raiden. <laughs> Fuck. Would and we got that guy. That? I like Christopher Lambert. He's good in Highlander. He's bad in this. <laughs> can imagine Sean Connery though in there like things would move a lot slower with him in there wouldn't it what a weird choice that would be hello Sonya Blade <laughs> I have looked into their souls <laughs> <laughs> oh um, shit yeah but, but Christopher Lambert was so on board to do this he paid for his own flights and accommodation to film the movie no way yeah. What a wiener. Um, anything else? Um, I mean, directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, who's sort of known for these sort of 90s-type films. He's, he's got some pretty good movies. Um, the one part I really liked, um, which really changed my tune on Johnny Cage, was the... Ten bags gag, where he's walking off the boat with all those bags and just fell face first into the water. <laughs> that was real good. Something we haven't really touched on. Obviously, the theme song is one of the most relentless musical tunes that was ever made. Just non-stop. What's it called? Techno syndrome. Yeah, look it up on Spotify, team. It's frigging great. Um, but the, and when it was actually in the movie, I was right there, like, yes, let's go, here we go. Um, the album actually went platinum. <laughs> um, and um, the other thing, I really like the Johnny Cage music. So you hear it in that opening scene 
that comes out a few other times throughout the movie. I think that's quite a good thing. Um, anything else that I wrote down? Um, Do we tr- should oh, we try and... Oh, yeah, go, carry on. This is the last thing. It's, um, it might have changed now with the Sonic movies, but most commercially successful video game to movie ever at the time, at least. Wow. Sonic beat it. That Sonic movie's real popular. Weird. Good for the kids. Sure. Are we going to try and recast it? Can we recast this entire cast? It's too hard. I think made a good cast to be difficult. Yeah. Any thoughts, though? Marty made a good point to me off air that we've been touched upon. A lot of these characters should be Asian. Mm. So, and personally, don't have a great knowledge of um, great modern Asian actors. But cause if I was remaking this movie now, I would try and make Sub Zero and Scorpion storyline part of the film. They both have to be Asian. Um, but if we just recast the, the, those core characters. Johnny, Lou, Sonia, Raiden, Shang Tsung, Goro. I mean, I know who I'm casting as Goro. I'd love to hear your thoughts. E.T. Surely, um, surely The Rock. (laughs) He won't do it. You said The Rock. Scorpion King. Uh, Yeah. Funnily enough, my suggestion was The Big Show. There was very much a WWE flavor going on there. I like that. I there's no way The Rock would do it because he won't play a character that loses. Then I also, I thought sticking with that theme, um, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, I can picture him. Um, Playing Goro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, a cu- couple of ones that I... Um... There's actually only one, and I, I, I think it's only because I thought of this person when I saw Johnny Cage, and maybe that his name was Johnny, and I don't even know the characters that I, I don't think I know the real actor's name, but um, Johnny Drama from Entourage, what, who's that on? Uh, what's his? What's that actor's name? Um, isn't that um. It's, oh, what's his name's brother? Yeah. Um, Dylan. Someone yeah. Dylan? Yeah, Kevin Dylan. That's it. Dylan's brother. He's probably, he's probably a bit old for it now, um, mm. <laughs> which kind of defeats the purpose of recasting. But that's all I could think about when I was watching Johnny Cage was Johnny Drama from Entourage. The person I was thinking about for Goro was uh, Batista. Ah, yeah, not a bad option. Drax is, isn't too dissimilar in mm. look. Yeah. We have seen as how they can work in the uh, third and fourth arms. Mm. Um, it's it's a cop out, but um, for Liu Kang, guy Simu Liu, who plays Shang Chi in the Marvel movies, obviously good martial artist, good sort of Hollywood Asian A lister now. Um, but to be fair, I I kind of prefer if they were going to cast a new. Kang to pick someone who's actually a famous actor in Asia and make make Mortal Kombat their Hollywood breakout. Which I guess I it was a little bit for Robin Shu, although he didn't really break out. I think he might be in a, a, a lethal weapon or something of that caliber. What about uh, Sonya Blade? Because we can only go up from what we got. Oh, that's so rough. Um, again, <laughs> a Marvel actress who loves to kick ass, like a, a Brie Larson would go quite well there. Or um, What about Sophie Turner? I, I don't think Sophie Turner can act. Is it Sansa Stark? Uh, yeah. And um, Jean yeah. Grey? What about Arya yeah. Stark? 
Maisie. Maisie yeah. Williams. She can act. I don't know. I thought I thought actually thought the the movie did a really good job of looking like the actors that they had picked for the arcade game. Ooh. Um apart from Raiden. Um Johnny a little bit. You'd expect you know, like more of a Van Damme type, you know, like He's a bit of a wiener. Yeah, yeah, Lynn Ashby didn't have the uh he wasn't ripped. Well, speaking of, I one of the guys I thought of for Cage, like, because I was just thinking, would you want them way more jacked? Um, I think a, l- a little bit more. Johnny, I thought another Johnny. What about Cena? Is he too jacked for a Cage? Cena would be a good Cage. Is this a wrestling podcast? And it's getting that way, isn't it? <laughs> or or Liam or slash Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. I actually thought of uh, Chris Hemsworth might not be a bad shout as Kana. Well, he's an Aussie. Um, and or the other one I thought uh, for Kano might be Eric Banner. You know, but washed up, but aggressive, oh, but still got that Aussie accent. Eric Banner is perfect. Yeah, that's, and, and plays a good disgruntled character, Eric Banner. He's got good comedic chops as well. People yeah. don't really, you know... How, I mean, how good is he in um, the uh, the castle? So good. Yeah. Excellent. That's made in the 90s, isn't it, the castle? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, Shang Tsung's really hard to cast. Yeah, Very hard to cast. That, um, is it Liu Kang's grandfather at the Temple of Light, or is he just like the head monk? What's that guy? That's his grandfather. It is his grandfather. I thought of that old fella from Squid Game. Oh yeah, very good. It'd be a good cameo. Be a, you know, a lot of people look pointing at the screen going, "Oh yeah, I know him." Um, although right. I was wondering whether or not that's um, casting all people of Asian descent under one. Mm. Yeah, no, the only, the only other one like, I thought um, was. Sorry, you go, Sam. The only other one I thought was Katana. Mm. Uh, Megan Fox. I was thinking Gal Gadot. Mm. Don't love Megan Fox as an actress, but um, she doesn't say much, Katana. No. Um, She'd probably think she's more of the Sonya Blade type. Yeah, nice. Unlucky, mate. Megan Fox mightn't make a bad Melina. I know Melina's not in this um, version of the movie, but... um, you know, that sort of uh, sassy kind of rough, tough mould. Mm. Mm. Well, yeah. You, do you know who Melina is, Sam? Absolutely no idea. She's a hybrid clone of Katana that the Emperor makes to take her place. Mm. Mm. I like Katana. Everyone yeah. likes Katana. Like Melina until she takes her mask off. Oh, yeah. You got teeth, mate. But like Venom, mate. Very much. Um, well, that's a half hearted, poor effort at a recast. I just wanted to. Any more quotes that people really, really like? No, I pretty much said all my. Um... Everything like Johnny Cage had lots of um, one-liners, but um, I didn't write many of them down because it was seemed like it was just a broken record. I, I, let me roll out a couple. Fantastic! Thank God I didn't ask him to park the car. <laughs> um, I love there's a couple of good exchanges between him and Sonia. Oh, you're at it. Why don't you call my agent? I look like your secretary. Where the hell are we? Do I look like your travel agent? Um, when Kano comes out to fight Sonya. Hello, baby. You miss me. Um, and then when Sonya goes, you are the most egotistical, self-deluded person I've ever met. Yeah? Well, you forgot good looking. And then when they it get to like our world... like a British accent to me. 
And then when they when they get to Outworld, so this is Outworld. I can see why they'd want a change of scenery. <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, and the and that final battle where Lou goes, all those souls, you still don't have one of your own. I pity you, sorcerer. And Shang Tsung goes, save your pity for the weak. Shang Tsung's men. That's all I got. One of the, it's not so much a quote, but uh, a great effect when it comes to one character's speech was the extra bass and echo for Raiden to make him sound like godly. Mm. Um, although one of the um, exchanges that he has with Shang Tsung, he kind of lets out that he's, he can be a bit of a sook. I think they're on the boat and on their way to Outworld and Shang Tsung sees something along the lines of, um, you know, an outworld uh, where your powers will be diminished uh, as it's out of your realm. And Raiden rather sarkily sna- uh, snaps back, my dominions are well known to me, sorcerer. Uh, I know where I'm powerful. <laughs> um, like a little sucky laugh. You know, getting under his skirt. Mm. Yeah, very good. Um, well, if that's us, we can wrap it up. Yeah. I don't know if I'm willing to punish Sam with Mortal Kombat Annihilation, but if this gets over 50 downloads, we'll do it. Yeah, I'll be keen. You know, I only trust one person in this world, Sean. And you're talking to him. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> Who's talking about Craig? <laughs>